David Walker joins us once again after a long break. We discuss the Hornets' culture and if Miles Bridges enters the starting lineup immediately upon returning from his suspension. All of that today on Locked On Hornets. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. We live. <laughs> It's Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free and available anywhere you get your pods. And that includes you too, David Walker, the master of the midsole. He is back. It has been a long time. We appreciate his presence alongside Doug Branson, of course, which you can catch his work on his Substack, everyhornetsboxscore.com. And you can listen to me on the radio talking a lot of Carolina Panthers lost today mm. from 12 to 3 p.m. Sports Radio 92.7. WFNZ, but we're not talking Panthers today. We're talking Charlotte Hornets and we welcome David back. How has the break been? Are you ready for more Hornets content in your life, David? Oh, well, you guys are providing plenty of Hornets content as are the Hornets, right? I mean, let's get some social media. <laughs> it's true. It's going off. Segway. That's true. That's true. That's the segue. Yeah. The, the way that they're contributing the content though, it's not, not great. So I'd seen this a couple of weeks before it actually took place. I guess the video that happened with Kai Jones in question was on Thursday or Friday when most of Hornets fans found out. So there's a video that Kai Jones was released and and really captured by somebody watching his Instagram live feed. This was from a, a few days back, right? It was sometime last week. And in that video, Kai Jones is dancing. Music is playing in the background sweating profusely and saying a bunch of nonsense, to be honest with you. He is saying things that are really hard to figure out what they are. Not uh, There are some things that you can figure out. The Hornets are not going to trade me. If they do, then I'll have my buy. At least that's what it seems like he's saying. But they're very high on me, and they're not going to trade me. Almost, uh, you know. It's weird to talk about it. I almost like some kind of paranoia speaking to Instagram feed, but whatever, right? It was a very odd video, pretty bizarre, and it caught fire, right? It went viral. Then people started to talk about the Hornets culture as it pertains to what happened with Miles Bridges being arrested for domestic violence. And then you had James Booknight, all of his problems that he had a while back. I just want to make something clear. It's not that, okay? Kai Jones... And the bizarre video that was released, it is not in any of that category. And I do want to create that separation because people tried to bring that in. Oh, see, look, look how bad it is surrounding the Hornets, which, uh, yeah, the culture, I guess it's not great. I mean, you for sure have a couple of players that got in trouble. But for this one, I think there were a lot of people that were reaching out. One, you either fired off jokes or you said, man, is Kai okay? Because the last two weeks, even before that video came out, there had been some activity that was called into question where even I know at IO handles, I know he's, you know, covers the Hornets very well on social media, just a lot of stuff that's going on. And he had been warning people, yo, what's going on with Kai Jones, Twitter account, Instagram feed right now. It's pretty wild. And then the video that ultimately was released, people were talking about. That's what got all the attention. 
So I'll throw all of that over to you, Doug, real quickly, just to see what your thoughts are on it. And after the video, what you saw from Kai Jones and everything that encompass that it encompasses, excuse me. Uh, the videos are certainly odd, um, but I, you know, having watched Kai Jones do content and, and do content for the Hornets and for his own social media accounts, I mean, he seems like an odd dude and, and that's fine. It's okay to be, it's okay to be odd. Now, if you do that, you put that out into the public space, you know, people are going to critique it. I mean, I'm odd on this show. I do odd things on this show all the time. So I understand that some people are going to get it and some people aren't. What I don't like is when these kinds of things happen, that we have people that jump on and are suddenly mental health experts and they're suddenly, you know, drug experts because their you know, cousin was bipolar and so they know what this looks like. I hate all that stuff. Like, look, if if there are people that watch this that know him, that know him on a daily basis, that know know how he acted maybe, you know, months ago or whatever, and they see something significantly different here and they want to f- figure out what's going on, that's totally fine. And, we'll, you know, ultimately that stuff will all come out. But, you know, if I just don't like when people jump on and make these kind of huge jumps to conclusions um, you know, we just have to keep an eye on it. You know, I think, look, th- these guys that get on here on social media and start revealing stuff about inner workings of the franchise because they're replying to comments. Th- that's, th- that's the part where I go, okay, 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 calm down here. You know, when he starts bringing up Mitch Kupchak, because that, that could affect his future ultimately. Yeah. You never want to do that with your boss. Right. And like, everyone has to be careful on social media. I thought I saw, I don't know if it was a relative or someone close to Kai or, or somebody at some point went on and said, Hey, like he's okay, you know, or, 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 or we're, or everything's fine or, or something. But, so that, but that did happen real quick. Yeah. So just, yeah, depending on who you trust out there, I, I didn't see it from an actual sourced person. Yeah. Right. But I have seen a Kai Jones dad message saying, quote, thanks to everyone for your thoughts and prayers for Kai. Everything is going to be all right. And gave a couple of emojis there. So that was the message. Well, I mean, I mean, that's all you can hope for. And this is that kind of that weird in between time when the team is not really, um, you know, he's not really, I guess, around the team. I'm not sure. I mean, they're, they're, you know, it's, it's still almost training camp, still in the offseason. Like there's no summer league. Um, I don't know what the activities are, but you hope that somebody has reached out to him, maybe from the team. I mean, if he's dropping Mitch's name, I, I have to imagine maybe someone did. Miles jumped into that live and said, you know, hey, uh, log off. So they're aware, <clears throat> obviously, excuse me, but uh, it's tricky, right? I mean, to Doug's point, you just don't know. You're seeing one, you're seeing it through one lens. You're, it, 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 none of it looks great. Um, but, but hopefully someone can get their arms around them. And, 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 and if it's more than that, um, you know, you know, talk to them or, or get them to talk to someone. What do you have, Doug? You had some thoughts? Well, it's just another instance of something being in the national media, uh, that involves the Charlotte Hornets that has nothing to do with them being successful mm-hmm. on the court. Uh, and, you know, they, they sort of, this franchise uh, for the past few years has oscillated between irrelevant and joke. And, you know, for another weekend, the Hornets were sort of a, a very quick national joke before everyone went on forgetting that the Hornets exist. And so, you know, at some point, there does need to be uh, winning and a culture established uh, that, you know, can limit some of these things. I mean, you don't see these kinds of things happening. Uh, in Miami, you don't see these kinds of things happening uh, in in Denver. 
Um, you know, there are organizations that have enough veteran presences, you know, that can, you know, educate f- younger players on like what what you should put out into the world and what you shouldn't. Because again, even if even if you take the most innocent explanation of all of this and say, look, Kai is a odd dude and he's having fun and and you know he's he just got done with a workout and so that's why he's sweating profusely and you know he has a Bahamanian accent so some of those things that he's saying you know maybe you know he's he's doing his best with his accent and people are just misinterpreting even if you go to the most innocent explanation of all of it it's just it's odd it's not basketball it's not what you want to see if you hope this team is going to put together a winning season next season no, so and, you know and- well, I was going to say the, the last update here for me, right? I, I do think you're right, Doug. I don't want to act like a mental health expert. I don't want to do that and say, well, this is clearly what's happening. Now he needs help. Make sure everybody's giving him help. But I do have a concern based off what I've seen, based on how his behavior has changed on social media over the last couple of weeks, over the last month or so, depending on what you, whatever you think is a real change in what Kai Jones' behavior is. I think Miles Bridges going on Instagram live. Yes. Interesting name to be the one giving out advice here, but Mm. Miles Bridges saying, get off, love you fam, get off something like that. Right. Get off Uh of Instagram live is what he was saying. Dennis Smith jr. Also Dennis Smith jr. Commented on the feed and said, Hey, get off the live feed, get off right Mm. now. Stop doing what you're doing. Couple players going to Kai and saying, Hey, this is not great for you. Hop off of the camera. I think that's concerning. I did see also to reference his Twitter handle again at IO handles. I don't have Instagram. I didn't check. I didn't do the sleuth work, but he said, man, a lot of the Hornets players unfollowed Kai. I say, I don't like that either. We don't, I don't either. You know, you you gotta, you you. gotta confirm that stuff. That's, that's ridiculous. Like it could have been a block situation and and none of that's helpful. None of that's helpful to me. I don't understand why, that that needs to happen and then it gets spread around and people make assumptions it's just what needs to happen the yeah. actual report or the fact that they unfollow it's not a report that's not a report that's somebody well, the actual t- tweet or the fact that they unfollowed is what you're saying i mean we the do tw- this all the time right like we'll even talk about hey pj washington got a, his hornets logo out of his bio i like yes it might not have the right. same kind of because it's so, it, it's the tweet it's some dude tweeting we don't know no, like there's no evidence there's nothing showing it, it could have been a block situation it's not we don't necessarily know that these players unfollowed him that would be weird for like well, uh, uh, you know 11 yeah, to 15 guys all getting together in the summer when they're all doing that thing and getting on their phone and saying hey we need to unfollow kaija that's, that's ridiculous and people just put this stuff out there and you know, then it gets again. It gets a bunch of retweets. Everybody gets their everybody gets their clout, and then we all move on and think that everybody's unfollowed Kai Jones. I just don't like it. Well, but okay. I guess I guess it's just all about the credence you give to a Twitter handle, right? Like I I this one I do, and if you don't, that's fair. There's we'll no evidence. How do you give credence to something where there's no evidence? Well, I mean, well, wait, is there evidence to the contrary? I guess like I I just put it I out didn't there put, but didn't. nobody put out the contrary. You have to if you're gonna put something out. If you're going to put something out like that, you should put, you know, there should be some kind of evidence. And if there is none, then I don't give credence to that Twitter account anymore. That's just a, that's, that's a, that's a report. That's not a report. Yeah, that, that's fair. I guess I have a different take on this Kai Jones stuff. For me, I think there is something concerning and hopefully everything's okay, but I don't know that for sure. You're absolutely right about that. And then we'll see how it goes down with Kai Jones a little bit later on. So we can move on. We can talk about Miles Bridges, the guy that did hop on the Instagram live feed We'll talk about that coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. 
Is he going to be fantastic as soon as he enters the starting lineup once again? Miles Bridges after a 10-game suspension? That is the question in hand. We'll get to it in just a moment, but not before we talk about um, one of our favorite sponsors here in Ibotta. Picking up burgers and hot dogs for a summer barbecue right before the summer season ends. You know you're already about to do it, so why not get cash back for it with Ibotta? It's officially summer, and a new season means new clothes, but your closet should not be the only thing growing when you make those purchases. Now you can also watch your cash back grow with each purchase with Ibotta, and Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods, so you can make sure you're beating in inflation no matter what you're purchasing either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back it's really that easy the average ibotta user earns about 120 dollars per year that could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip or you could get your cash back to buy that flight you've been eyeing that game you're dying to go to or the fancy dinner that you've been craving right now ibotta is offering our listeners five dollars for just trying ibotta using the code locked when you register, just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code LOCKED. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, Ibotta in the Google Play or App Store and use code LOCKED. More Lockdown Hornets coming up next. I don't David, I'm so sorry, man. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Let's go to this Miles Bridges conversation. Miles Bridges, you got a question on subtext, which you can sign up for and text Doug. I don't know the information on the subtext. I don't know how many people you got, Doug. How many people are going back and forth with you? On legions. The, Le- the answer is legions. There are thousands. I thought this of was us. a. I thought this was like an alt. T- I didn't realize it was your new platform. I thought it was like a subtext, like a subtweet, but it was actually on the on the subtext. This is yeah. This is a platform called Subtext. Uh, right, it's joinsubtext.com okay. forward slash locked on Hornets. You essentially get my phone number. It's one on one access to me. Um, I'm chopping it up with the the official members of the Locked On Hornets Sicko Brigade, and and one of them in one of these conversations, CT of the of the eleventh Corey Higgins division of the Sicko Brigade, CT asked me about Miles Bridges and whether or not. We're all making an assumption here on the show and otherwise that Miles Bridges will immediately start upon ending his uh, suspension for the the felony domestic violence charges. So I, I think it's an interesting question. Are we are we assuming at this point that immediately upon returning to the Charlotte Hornets after missing an entire NBA season, kind of unprecedented, will he start again? Yeah, I think he'll start at some point. I don't I don't think that is going to look. I don't think he's going to come back and play extremely well right off the bat. I do think that it might take some time and I don't know if he's going to start as soon as he's back from that 10 game suspension, right? I do think if you're asking me, is he going to become a starter for majority of the season? I would say yes, right? After missing 10 yeah. games, let's give him a month whatever. Maybe that's even too long to be honest with you. So let's give him a month, he comes back you know, works off the rust. Maybe he has bad shooting splits. Maybe has bad shooting numbers altogether in the first month, maybe two months, something like that. I do think that on a team that doesn't have a ton of talent, it's not like there's a big old bar for Miles Bridges to clear. So you have Gordon Hayward, you have PJ Washington, you have a front court that, yeah, there are some interesting questions to be had there, but I don't think that it's so talented to the point where Miles Bridges isn't going to be one of the top five more talented players on this roster. Because I think we all agree, even me, who loves P.J. Washington, you know, player for player, 
if they are both at their at their highest skill level or even at their medium skill level, Miles is a better player overall than what PJ Washington is. And so I expect that floor to somehow come back, even if it is in the second half of the season. But you're right. I don't think that it's just magically something we can expect to come back right away after missing so much time and with a new coach. He's never played with Steve Clifford before. Mm, good point. Yeah, I think the only way that he's not pretty quickly uh, injected back into the starting lineup is if they're undefeated, 10-0, and 0, still possible, <laughs> mathematically still possible, or if he's just not showing it, right? If he's like a step or two behind in the practices and I guess in the pre, I guess he could play in the preseason. Um, you know, if he's not showing it to the team um, outside of the games and they really want to slow roll him back in, but this has been the plan for two years. <laughs> I mean, there was no other plan. If he had not had the the trouble off the court, he would have. They would have signed him uh, last summer. He would have been, you know, right back in the starting lineup and done his thing. So, like, this is the plan. Uh, you're right that Steve Clifford is kind of the one interesting thing here. But you know, Steve Clifford uh, sees what else they have. Uh, he knows he's aware of their roster at this point. And I think Miles Bridges was a uh, borderline All Star player when he left. They're counting on that to be the case when he comes back. I mean, I think that's certainly their their hope. That's their plan. So he's going to be starting. Uh, I think it's a safe assumption to say, uh, and just as soon as they can get him up to speed, I think is their plan. Yeah, I mean, the big question is, is he the same player that he was when he was yeah. that borderline all-star? Because I don't know how you can become a better player when you don't play actual NBA games for a year. I, I, don't, I just don't know how that's possible. So the question really is, is he the same player – uh, physically and just game-wise that he was back then. And I think the Hornets will have a firm understanding of that by the time training camp closes and they you know, go through their preseason process. And so if the answer to that question is yes, then I think going to David's point, it will be up to Steve Clifford after those 10 games to evaluate what he has. And Steve Clifford is someone that's known. If he finds a playing group, if he finds a starting group in that mm. first 10 games that he really likes and that's playing well – He's not going to be so easily moved off of that. So, yeah, I think we have to be careful in making that assumption that Miles will immediately go. If he were on a longer-term contract, I think I would be more willing to assume that he would find his way back into the starting role sooner rather than later. But I don't know that there's a lot of pressure to necessarily make that happen because I think regardless of whether Miles has a giant role on this team or a, a reduced role uh, compared to two seasons ago, Miles is going to explore the open market. That's what this is all about. At the end of this road is Miles going out there to every other team and saying, this is who I am, who wants me. And, and that will might include the Charlotte Hornets. But there's no, you know, what, what happens this season is not necessarily going to be, I think, giving Charlotte an advantage or disadvantage when we get to that process. But, but it is fascinating because I'm trying to think of another time where we've seen a player take a year off, right, and essentially just train. You know, he hasn't been playing 82 games. He hasn't been playing all of the, uh, you know, there's not really yeah. the the uh, the wear down, right, or the grind right. on his body of that there has been other players. I was listening to a fantasy football uh, podcast, guys, and they were mentioning, you know, with this COVID year and some of these guys taking years off before they go into the draft and just training. Football is different than basketball. I get it. Um, but, you know, they're seeing some of these instant returns on some of these rookies coming in by just training all offseason instead of mm. playing and not taking those hits on the body. We haven't seen it uh, on the basketball court. I'm trying to think. I'm sure there's some example of someone sitting out, but it's usually for injury, right? 
We there is seen there is one. There is one. Can you? I I did a little research because I was interested in this question as well. There is one instance, non-injury, where a player missed uh, almost eighty-two games, pretty close, and had to sit out what, an entire season. That wasn't due to injury. That was not due to injury. There's one pretty famous case of it happening. Well, Michael Jordan, well, of Michael course, is, took a little you know, baseball uh, <laughs> Okay, Michael's non Michael division. I'm okay, thinking of a okay, player okay. that would uh, was uh, kind of uh, had already been an all star or a fringe all star at oh, least. Oh, Charles Brewer. That's not oh, that's, who I was thinking. Of. Maybe there's maybe there's two instances. Going, okay, yeah. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of Ron Artest and Malice okay. at the Palace, yeah. 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 who yeah. was suspended after playing seven games. It was suspended for the rest so, of the season and had to come right. back and was essentially, I mean, statistically, was the same player. So I have football on the mind, so this is why I'm going with this example, but we can go to Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley. That's, yes, a, that's a, another a example. Phenomenal yeah. wide receiver with the Atlanta Falcons who misses an entire season because of because he was gambling on the NFL. <laughs> a big no-no when they're trying to be in bed with gambling. And so then he comes back and then in week one that we just saw yesterday goes off for a hundred yards because yeah. the talent isn't lost. And I remember Dominique Foxworth talking about this again in a football fashion, but I think we can apply it to basketball as well. The talent doesn't just go away. You're right. Mm -hmm. I do think that there's a lot of concerns as far as how effective miles will be immediately, but I don't think that miles bridges talent is just going to vanish in thin air so much to the point where it's safe to say, oh, I don't know. He's not going to start. I, I feel very good about it. It would be, to me, an outlier case of somebody that gifted losing his talent altogether, right. especially in the second half of the season and then even beyond. I totally agree. Hey, there were three uh, Charlotte franchise players that were involved or or were around the mm -hmm. Malice at the Palace. Oh, can, yes, quickly, can you it. name the three Charlotte franchise players that were involved in Malice at the Palace? Stack Jack. Well, Stack Jack is one. That's one. Go Can you get uh, was Eldon Campbell up there at that point? Eldon Campbell. That's number two. That is with the Pistons at that point. Um, there was I don't another, know about pi any another Piston. One more piston. piston. I don't know if I can give you the Piston quickly enough. DC, Derek Coleman. Derek yeah, Coleman, who oh, apparently classic. was like protecting Larry Brown and Larry Brown's son, who was a ball boy. Like Derek Coleman was <laughs> big enough to protect two people at once. He was uh, Derek Coleman was protecting them during the Malice at the Palace. Oh, so Larry Brown, I guess you could count him as well if you want to count four uh, player, a player and yeah. a coach. Larry Brown yeah. was involved in Malice at the Palace as well. All right, nice little Malice at the Palace talk, and uh, yeah, Miles Bridges. <laughs> Those guys didn't lose their talent either, you know. So uh, hopefully, we'll hopefully uh, Walker doesn't suspend me for the season after that. <laughs> after hopefully after then. our Malice in the podcast, after our Malice yeah. in the first segment. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm we'll not see even mad at again. you. I'm not even. I wasn't even hard. I'm not even mad at you. I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at bad journalism. Socials. All right. The socials. Can we go to the final segment? Let's go. <laughs> okay. Can we, let's go to the final segment. Coming up next, Locked On Hornets. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. All right. Coming up next, we'll talk a little bit more about maybe the rotation. Get David's thoughts on the rotation coming up this season because we finally have the roster in place after the PJ Washington deal got done. So we'll get some thoughts there and just close this thing out. Coming up next, Lockdown Hornets. All right. So when we were talking about the rotation, uh, I think it was just last week. We'll get to a couple of other takes here real quickly. But Miles Bridges coming in. Um, I don't know how many people saw. Did, did you allow your uh, graph Doug to be downloadable because I did see somebody ask if you could have your graph out there. Can they find it on your sub stack? 
Uh, no, I'm working on it. Uh, I'm okay. working on Substack, Subtext, Doug Brand Sub. Yeah, me. it's it's going to hit one one or all of those platforms at some point. There, there are a, a lot of subs there. But either way, David, here's the question I want to ask you. When Doug on his graph had the lineup that most people want to see, what was that category called? The lineup the, that everybody wants to see? The Sicko's Wet Dream. Thank you. The Sicko's Wet Dream lineup. That's right. We brought mm. that to the table as well. What well, What is David Walker's Wet Dream Charlotte Hornets lineup? Mm. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> you already had it. I'm going right to start at the ends. Uh, LaMelo and Mark Williams. And honestly, just real quick on that duo, I think that's one of the things I'm looking most forward to. Uh, this season to see how those two can get off to a hot start, hopefully, and kind of pick up where they left off in their limited time together last year. I think that's a little bit an under the radar um, duo um, nationally because we just haven't seen it. But I, I think yeah. the skill is there, and I think you know I don't want, I don't want to tip my hand for for maybe a take we'll get off. But I mean, Mark Williams, future USA basketball center. I don't know. We'll Ooh. see. Do, do they need some help? Do I don't they know. play centers anymore? I thought Kerr was just going like five, <laughs> six foot two guys. I don't know. They don't. I don't think they play centers anymore. Yeah, but I think you know. I mean, I, it feels like they're going to run it back to me, Walker. I mean, I, I guess Terry's going to slot into the shooting guard. You'd have Miles there, and then uh, who am I forgetting? Well, there's Brandon uh, Miller too, and I know yeah, people wanted I, to see Brandon into the top five. That that's the one I that hope people, so. yeah. So, um, the the Brandon Miller, I w I wonder how much shooting guard he's going to play this year. Like if oh. if there's going to be that much, you know. Well, that's the gonna... tantalizing thing, right? That's what we talked about so much around draft night. Is like if that could be a thing, yeah. Then you're really talking about unlocking something special in the backcourt. But it just it feels like we're we're maybe a little bit away from that. Yeah. Um, all right. So I know you also had some uh, USA basketball takes after they <laughs> lost. Yes, they lost to Germany. They are the world champion of nothing much to Noah Lyles. <laughs> yeah, and then they, they lost Bill. to Canada in the bronze game as well. So they don't even medal. Yeah. Which, by the way, the whole Noah Lyles stuff, it, this is not no. this is not some piece of evidence for him and being right. It what people are like, oh, Noah Lyles was right all along. No, they're not calling themselves world champions if they aren't the champion of anything. It's NBA players calling themselves world champions if they win the NBA title. That was such a way. weird. That was such a it's summertime. So weird. Like, that's your platform. Argument. That's what you chose to speak about. Well, okay. Noah lies. Yeah, he does lie. He was lying yeah. there. Um. So what do you think about Team USA dropping this game against Germany there, David? Oh, well, I think you have, to, all, all the yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to start at the top. And really, this is a failure uh, of Grant Hill, uh, of Coach K, and ultimately Duke <laughs> basketball is where I, I place most of this blame. I think you could look at the play, you know, the searching for fouls, uh, the roster construction, and uh, just, you know, you know, Coach K has got four or five different podcasts. He's 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 on the New York Times. He's featured in an article. But, I mean, where is he now? Where, where, and Steve Kerr. Answers? I mean, look, I know Kerr played at Arizona, but it feels like he played at Duke, you know. I mean, get out of here, <laughs> Steve Kerr. Well, I mean, when we were going into the summer, I was trying to figure out uh, particularly the big man rotation. And, I mean, uh, watching some of these games, it's like, who's getting these rebounds? And, and uh, no one was, really. And for a small team like that to be outshot, from three is is also baffling so just I mean, say say actually, what you want to say which is that Lamelo needed to be on this team right and he wasn't because of injury Oof. and that he's you know that this puts more shine on him in the in the Lamelo anthony edwards anthony edwards couldn't do it he took four, 40 <laughs> shots a game and couldn't do it Halliburton couldn't do it reeves couldn't do that's it that's right you know what i mean are you so listening matt guys, moore are you listening matt moore put that man's guys, name higher on wow. the list 
all these guys that have been pumped up ahead of LaMelo over the summer, you know, couldn't bring home any medals for the USA. Right. And so the big winner of the summer, <laughs> I mean, it has to be LaMelo Ball. <laughs> And Franz Wagner and Franz Wagner. That's the yeah. other big winner. And of, uh, uh, yes. Big, big Schroeder season. Is and Dylan Brooks. I mean, upset. Oh, Dylan Brooks. Man. Boxing gloves and all. Boxing day, Canada. It, it's frustrating. All right, Doug, you had one subtext question you wanted to get to before we end. Oh, subtext question. No, I don't think it was a subtext question. What did I want? Oh, no, this is not a subtext question. This was a something that just popped up on the Locked On NBA DM, you know, the host all talk. And a so lot of shows channels, right now are doing so what? Channels. Yeah, it's so many. I mean, yeah, you can't subscribe to that one. That one's private. I can't let anyone <laughs> in, in, into that feed. Anyway, but a lot of these Locked On NBA shows are talking about what their team culture is. And so I just thought, since we have David here, uh, you know, we've got a couple of Hornets historians here. Uh, what is Hornets culture? What is it? Is it? Is it? Does it exist? What is it? The I mean, go ahead, Walker. Oh, no, I don't I don't know what the Hornets culture is, to be honest <laughs> with you. I have no clue. I mean, unfortunately, yeah, it's the starter jacket. I mean, well, and I guess, yeah, it, it's it's the fashion, right? It's going back to Alonzo and Larry and, you know, doing the whole nostalgia thing over and over again. I, you know, some of this is fair. There's not a whole lot of winning history with this organization. So we can only really go to the starter jacket and we can only go to the purple and teal. But to be fair, I mean, yeah, it's, it's not like I, I point to a lot of other teams in the NBA and say, at least in the, the mid markets, the smaller markets, whatever, we can say, yeah, they have a culture of of winning sometimes. Like a lot of, yes, teams will have more success in the postseason at different points. Are we saying that's the culture of some of these other mid or small market teams in the NBA? So, yeah, I, I don't know what it is with the Hornets, but like even, you know, watching the Pacers, I'd. The Pacers have been a mid-market team that constantly competes, and they've been very good. But I guess that was like what more than five years ago. Like I don't, I don't know what it is now. You know, I think it, it's just all fluctuating at different eras of each of these, you know, periods in time for the franchise. Yeah, when when the Hornets were first established, they did have a culture that was fashion. It was colors that that allowed it, I think, to spread nationally. Uh, even globally, uh, because it it just was so perfectly 90s. But the culture locally was more than that. It was, hey, Charlotte is on the scene. We're small town, big city now because we have a professional sports franchise. People love, I think they love that identity of that like upstart team that they 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 beat the Bulls, you know, to get their their first win, like or to get that big win. Like it was, there were so many of those moments where it was like, you know, leading up to the Alonzo morning shot to win the playoff game. That was just like, yeah, we're the underdogs. There was an underdog culture, and then of course all of that melted away with the moving of the franchise to New Orleans and then the Bobcats. And you're right, they have not established a new identity, a new culture that really isn't bathing in the nostalgia of a past that isn't even fully connected because they left and, and had right. to come back several years later. It's not even fully connected with the franchise people. There are still people out there like notable people that cover sports that, that still think that those stats belong to new Orleans. Like we're, it's not even fully known that Charlotte owns that history. And, and so that would be my challenge to this new ownership group, which is, Hey, your job 
is to win basketball games. That's absolutely a the, the main part of establishing a culture. But you also have to stop leaning into the nostalgia and start developing a culture within your franchise. Starts with winning, but there are other things, including highlighting particular personalities and and figuring out a message. What is the message? When the Hornets win, have a message ready to go that says, this is who we are. This is what we're about. And it's not about Alonzo. We appreciate Alonzo. It's not about Muggsy or LJ or Barron or Mash. We love those guys. But what's the new thing what's the new idea people need something to connect with yeah this is great timing i love this pitch by you right before they start their 35th anniversary uh celebration <laughs> forget all that guys we had a bunch of stuff planned but you that's just it. To cancel those flights we're gonna cancel that's those just flights. it we're doing our list right now a little bit tongue-in-cheek because we just did this five years ago we just well, did the list five years ago and now we're doing it again because the hornets are once again <laughs> celebrating a history that didn't even result in an eastern conference finals appearance appearance yeah i to be fair though i think they were as close as they've been two years ago right they were kind of a league pass darlings Lamelo was getting going miles was there i mean they were a fun team they were the most fun team in the league. I mean, that's that's a real argument you could have, yeah. and, and, and a lot of people said that. So, I mean, they were close to establishing some sort of – I don't know if you want to call it a culture. I mean, culture obviously is overused these days, but certainly an, an identity, right, to, 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 to stamp and to move forward on. So their hope is they can kind of pick up where they left off. We'll see. Uh, but they were, they were, you know, taking steps to get there to some sort of identity yeah. uh, two years ago when things kind of went, over, went awry. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, they're not going – I love Steve Clifford, okay? No one's more of a Steve mm. Clifford defender on this show than yours truly. But I don't think they're going to establish a culture under a Steve Clifford, Mitch Kupchak regime. I think if you want to establish a culture, it has to start with cleaning house, saying this is a totally new situation that we're dealing with, and we're going to bring in – a coach uh, that that can establish here's the new identity of this team, not the old identity, not the the way that things used to be, uh, and and we've got yeah. a front office now that is committed to using all of the tools that you can use to make this team better, and that's how you that's how you begin. That's not how you do it, but that's how you begin to establish a culture. Yeah, that I mean, I, me. it was one Go question ahead, was Kenny was Kenny Atkinson on the USA bench? Was he was Kenny Atkinson involved with USA? Oh, basketball? I have no clue. Was he? Was he? Oh. David, I feel like you know the answer to this question. <laughs> I'm gonna find out. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, for me, I guess last thing with culture, it's I, I think we can go back to a few years ago when we discussed at least the camaraderie and the culture of the locker room with Kemba in there, with Bismack Biombo, with Marvin Williams. I look, it depends on how you define this because you're right, culture is overused. I you know, I try to refrain from culture talk as much as I possibly can, to be honest with you. Identity is something that's interesting. All right, what's the identity of this team? Well, we're going to turn over over the basketball as, you know, as, as less as possible. We're not going to mm -hmm. do it, and we're going to mm -hmm. take care of it. We're going to be highly cool. efficient with our offense, whatever, like what whatever your identity is. But with the culture with the Charlotte Hornets, I think within the locker room, it had been strong. They also had one playoff appearance to show for it. So, you know, it's... How about how about you? Yeah, winning, uh, winning cool. culture like that. Yeah, that would be that would be the one. So no, they don't have a winning culture. That would be safe to say about this Hornets organization. The cool thing is, the cool thing is, and this is what I tell sickos all the time, is that you know the hope that we hold on to as sickos, it, it is rooted in this idea 
that as soon as the Hornets start winning, they start winning playoff series again. It's been so long since this happened, 21 years, and 20, almost 22 years since it happened, that it's going to feel like our thing. Like no one else, it, the, the culture oh. that is established, the next culture that is established will just fully be born. Like it's just going to be a new thing that is everyone's to embrace. Uh, and and the, the old heads can come along. The the newer play, the newer folks that that jumped on board with Kemba, and then the newer folks that jumped on board with Lamelo, like all we all get to be together because it's been so long since this Hornets team had anything to cheer about. All right, that'll do it for Locked On Hornets. That's David Walker hopping on with us for the first time in a while. Don't know if he's going to come back after the first segment, but we'll, <laughs> we'll see, see if he does. We'll the master of the midsole. Heat. You can find him on Twitter at David B. Walker. I didn't get the fours, David. Oh, I forgot to tell you. I wanted I wanted them. I I thought about it. I jumped in too late and realized if you wait a second too late, then they're already gone. The, so. the, 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 the fire red or the, the, the fire red, red ones. Yeah, the fire red cements or whatever. I liked them a lot, but so I'm still on the lookout for You four. know what? There's a, there's another release this weekend and okay. so on and so on. There we'll, you go. We'll <laughs> That's find how it them works. Amazon, Amazon had a sale on the, the Adidas yeah, cloud, you know, walking shoes. Got those for uh, clean, clean $30. All right, so, so there is uh, Doug Branson. The I didn't get the fours. I didn't get the fours, but I got four pairs of them. Yeah, so, yeah, excellent. <laughs> Everyhornetsboxscore.com is where you can check out his work, his sub stack. You can also do the subtext thing with him, and uh, you can find that information on his subreddit. Um, excuse me, his... Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I don't have a subreddit. Not yet. No, not not yet. Subreddit. I might soon. I might figure out a way. He really might get it. And uh, you can listen to me on sports radio every single weekday from 12 to 3. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free and available anywhere you get your pods. Make game to game your second listen, especially during the season. Every moment, every top performance, every result covered in a way only Locked On can provide. We appreciate you hopping on with us. Have a great rest of your day.